Welcome to the Liberty Tree, podcasting from Family Life Church in Swanee, Georgia. In the big rock candy mountains, the jails are made of tin, and you can walk right out again as soon as you are in. There ain't no short handle shovels, no axes, saws, or picks. I'm a going to stay where you sleep all day, where they hung the Turk that invented work in the big rock candy mountains. Welcome back to that same old place you used to laugh about. Welcome back. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Welcome back, Dreams Cotter. Dreams were your ticket out. <laughs> welcome back. Is that Welcome Back, so, Cotter? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I've seen it, yeah. Well, the names have all changed since you hung around. Well, <laughs> those dreams have remained. Never seen that one. Around. I would say it's better to be, it's <laughs> it's nice to be back in the saddle, so you say here yeah, in America. Right. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Is that yeah. a Western term? Yeah. Oh, well, Probably Western, Southern, I think something so. like that, country. John yeah. Wayne. I'm yeah. sure people have sang about it before. The There's Duke. Song. <laughs> the Duke, yeah. The, uh, yeah, welcome back, Cotter. The uh, only reason why I know that is because I, uh, I definitely uh, watched a lot of Nick and Knight when I was a younger, younger kid. Yeah, my, my company had a contest to name, I guess, three conference rooms in our office. So... I kind of, you know, I, I don't know if a lot of people sent in, and we still have, we still don't know what they've selected, but I said you should name it the John Wayne Room, the Clint Eastwood Room, and the Lee Marvin Room, just because it sounds tough. I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah. You know you what got, about the Yule Brenner Room? And that was an alternate. I actually put down three or four. I was like, if you oh, don't you choose go. those, I was like, Charles Bronson, Yule Brenner. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think Humphrey Bogart. I said, I don't know. But I, I did put Yule Brenner, though. So. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, the King and I. That's right. Oh uh, yeah, the Ten Commandments. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, he was Pharaoh. <laughs> That's right. So let it be written. So let it be done. <laughs> <laughs> and See, what was a Westworld? Yeah, Westworld, the original mm-hmm. Westworld. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. I think that was like Michael Crichton's first book that got turned into a movie. Huh. Like, because you've heard of there's a TV show, right? right? Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a movie out. that came out in the '70s with Yul Brynner and I think Patrick Wayne, who's John Wayne's son, is like the I think that guy in it. But anyway, Yul Brynner is like the bad guy. He's like the, the cowboy robot. That's right. He was all dressed in black or something. Yeah, he, it's like the, oh, the, wow. ro- the robots go AWOL and turn on their human masters, basically. I watched wow. that with my father. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I mean, I, I kind of was interested in Westworld just because of all the, the media and the, the marketing that's been coming out for it recently, the new one. Right. And so that's interesting. I, I didn't realize that it was a, an actually an older... Uh, concept. Yeah, there's a yeah, lot of really it cool. Came out like '73, maybe. Okay. It's yeah. Early, early to mid '70s. I want to say. It's kind of like how they had Planet of the Apes way yeah. back when, and then they redid <laughs> Planet of the Apes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> we're kind of running out of an or- original stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm digging it yeah. a lot of it, but we're well, like, who's going to be the next person to come up with, you know? And this, um, I feel like I'm about to, you know, say something blasphemous, but who's going to be the next person to come up with the next Star Wars? Right. That's going to be so original and unique in its well, own way. I don't know if you remember, but you know, the when the the first Matrix came out, that was like yeah. right about the time that the okay, prequel, the yeah, pre- we were in the meat and potatoes of the prequels, and it was like it made the prequels seem kind of, in a lot of ways, kind of stale. And then yet you had this idea, this you know, this Matrix was so cool. I thought know, it, I don't know. Until this day, it's one of the most fascinating stories I think 
I can I can recall just just the concept and and the fact that the technology is kind of there to make you see okay I could see how in the future that that could yeah. maybe be a potential possibility. I mean we're advancing on so many different levels in so many ways now and with technology that is kind of creepy. I mean like AI that's coming around right now. Uh, you know what was where was it where uh, they the, I think it was Google or whatever or Facebook whatever they had the two machines that had AI. And then to speak to each other, and they started to speak to each other, and they started to communicate so fast that they created their own language, and then everybody's like, "Pull the plug, pull the plug." <laughs> <laughs> Goodness, <laughs> I mean, right. being an '80s kid, I'm like, "Ooh, Skynet, All yes." Right. Well, <laughs> and and speaking of the Matrix, you know, they made those Animatrix like cartoon shorts that sort of oh, yeah. fleshed out the yep. rest of the story. And the very first one, it's like the two parts called like the New Renaissance or the Next Renaissance, and it's like how the world. F- you know, got taken over by the machines, and man, it's so creepy. It's just like <laughs> the, the fact that yeah. that that the robots made mankind into batteries. I mean, it was yeah. such a cool kind of flip of you know, we were the battery before, but guess what? Now you're the battery, and and then, and, yes. and then the whole and you can really pull a lot of sorry sermon yeah. topics and tangents from the Matrix. Not that I'm not saying that that's scripture. <laughs> Please right. understand me. But like, there's so many tones in it where it's like, okay. You can take the blue pill and continue down the fantasy world of believing what everyone is telling you what religion, Christianity, faith, how to get to heaven is all about. Or you can take the red pill and fall down the rabbit hole and then realize that this whole shebang has been riding on Christ all by himself this whole time. Right. And I think we also have our guest, Professor Buzzkill, here today to tell uh, what Professor Buzzkill, what, what, what about the Matrix? <laughs> Well, you must know that <laughs> you, you could never get enough energy out of a human body to. You know, it, would, it would take it would take more energy to raise the human than to get out of it in electricity. So, the Matrix yeah. is such a different concept. Like machine. Well, yeah. you're saying like how Skynet and all that. It's big, a lot yeah. different concept than Planet of the Apes. You know. What <laughs> oh, I mean? Yeah. I mean, instead of apes, it's machines now. You know. I mean, what, it, what's going to be next? You know. Yeah. To imagine that you would be so. Uh, deceived by your surroundings that you w- that there's no way for you to know that you were deceived unless someone woke you up out of it. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's gospel yeah. in so many yeah. ways. And then when you're woken up out of it, you know, if you recall, the first thing he does is he basically has like nearly a stroke because he's so like shocked by the truth, oh, the, the, the reality, the truth. Yeah. Right. You know? and, and, then, mean, and then, um, was it Morpheus says something along the lines of, I, I'm not going to promise you that you're going to like it, but I will promise you that it'll be the truth. Right. And it's like, you know, uh, just that concept alone. It, it, and to me, it was a very, very cool, cool idea. But then another thing is kind of on a science fiction that's kind of turned into science reality now. I don't know if y'all have watched it, and I just kind of caught it by accident on Twitter, but the whole what, SpaceX launch that happened yesterday that's with right. Tesla and uh, uh, Elon Musk, that was fascinating. And, and to see it, and then that, he, he uh, do you see what happened? Never seen it. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong, Ben. The the fastest rocket ever built, part two of its boosters or whatever, when they detached from the rocket itself, landed upright back on the uh, la- the launching pad or a landing zone. That's right. Well, oh, wow. well, most you know most of our space launches, whether it's the shuttle or the Saturn rockets or whatever, once they get into space most of the rocket is not reusable right now now the space shuttle has those two solid 
fuel boosters on the side and they usually recover those and are able to get a couple more launches out of them, I think. But then the big orange tank in the middle, the liquid fuel, bo- uh, the liquid fuel tank is just burns up in the atmosphere. So it's a bit, a huge expense every time they do a launch and they can't recoup any of that because it's just gone. And then you look at like the Saturn rocket and it's like every bit of that breaks away and they don't keep any of it. And then yeah. you're just left with a little satellite and lunar orbiter, you know, right. to, to show for it. But this, that's always been sort of the dream is you, you can, you know, have something that not only is reusable, but that will land and not be damaged you or know, dangerous, uh, you know, and, right. and they, uh, they also, the guy who, Elon Musk, he what he wanted to put into space because he's he's sending it out past Mars, past the natural asteroid belt and all this stuff. He put his car o- on it, and inside this car <laughs> is is I guess it's a dummy in a in an astronaut suit yeah. named Starman, and they've got cameras <laughs> all around this car. And, and it's funny because if the in the console that if you look at it, there's a con like right next to the steering wheel, there's a big sign that says "Don't panic." <laughs> and it has this guy on the steering I think that's wheel. A, is that a uh, nod to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I think so. It, well, it, it was so yeah. it was so cool, and it shows the 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 launch going out in the video feed, and here's this guy in a car, and there's the globe behind him, and he's going past Mars or he's about to and and of course well all the poor you know flat earthers out there that apparently there's this big craze right now or has been that people are turning back and saying that the earth is really flat and we were all this stuff well uh, Starman definitely just uh, threw that theory again out the window I don't know how you get back to the earth yeah. is flat <laughs> I don't know um, it, but you know, you know it's such a slap in the face to people that you know have tried really hard to explore new places and scientists who work really hard to figure out things like i don't know the circumference of the earth and you know i don't know but well yeah. starman guys to me sound like a big waste of money <laughs> <laughs> hey just shoot that thing in the air for billions of dollars probably you know actually they did it for 90 million dollars 90 million they 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 shot it in, in, into orbit recovered those two you know boosters and did it for ninety million dollars. No, that's nothing. Where the same, if NASA had done the same thing, well, first of all, I don't know that NASA can recover things where they land upright like that. But it would have been, you know, a billion dollars. Unreal. My, my, my inner Ron Swanson just has to know and has to hear it. Was this a public enterprise or is this a private this enterprise? This is a private enterprise. A private enterprise. Uh, no. What are the chances? Private ingenuity oh, yeah. and, right. and being able to get the job done, and if he can monetize it. And make it safe, and say, "Hey, who wants to uh, live on take, the moon? Take yeah. take a spin around yeah. other Earth's orbit." So, what was the purpose of all this then? Well, they just—I mean—they want to be able to maybe, you know, go back into the heyday of the NASA program, where you we were actually going to the moon with some regularity, or colonize you know, the moon and Mars. You know, we we're going to be able to try to total to recall. Mars or, that's right. <laughs> Plato face. Yeah. Mm. I thought it was all, all the things I just wanted to quote from Total Recall, I realize I can't say on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all, all the lines I wanted to quote, I just realized that, you know, I, I can't repeat any of Michael Ironside's lines or Ronnie Cox. I can't say any of that stuff, but, you know. Uh, well, it feels like we've uh, kind of been through the future a little bit. You know, a lot yeah. of stuff has happened since the last time we were on the podcast. That's right. You mentioned the the Elon Musk 
space launch, and now people know when this, you know, it's, oh, yeah. it's happening. We're, we're kind of dating ourselves yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. The Super Bowl's over with. Uh, uh, oh, we're, we're one day closer. Christmas is over with. Yeah, <laughs> Christmas has happened. <laughs> I think Thanksgiving has happened. Uh, New Year's happened. It's 2018, by the way. Uh, and uh, But we're one day closer to to baseball season starting, to uh, soccer yeah. season starting. And, uh, and we're, we're episode, what is this, episode 20 now? Oh, I, I yeah. don't It's a milestone. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. I think that, that sounds about right. 20. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's go with that. Okay. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll know by the time I've edited this whether that's really uh, <laughs> which one it is or not. Well, that's fake news. Yeah. <laughs> it's an intern's job to find out what episode that's right. We're on. Right. All right. Well, it's good to be back, guys. Yep, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I've missed it. Yeah. Well, and, um, and, and right before we uh, went to air, uh, John, Zach, and I were talking about a few different topics that we thought we'd touch on for the upcoming few episodes, this one included. Um, but, uh, Zach, wh- where did you want to pick up all from where we left off? Uh, let's, uh, I, I think it would be a good idea to go ahead and con- uh, continue to pick back up on the Christianity 101 mm-hmm. uh, series that we're trying to do. I think it's important, especially in our day and age, it, it's really easy, and I'm speaking for myself, it's really easy to, to get distracted and to kind of get in the weeds a little bit of, of some Christian teaching, or maybe what you think is Christian teaching, but it's not. And, well, uh, and like you talked about earlier, you know, you you a survey of students at a you know at a seminary school asked what is Christianity, and how many of them give you know what we believe to be the correct answer? Right. Yeah. Very few. It was very few, and even like go out to. You know, even the you know what we consider the Bible Belt, you know, the American South or whatever, um, or anywhere where there's been traditional, you know, Western, you know, Protestantism, you would think, or even you know, don't even confine to Protestantism, you know, confine to Christianity as as a whole. Um, and you ask, you know, okay, you believe in heaven, well, how are you getting there? You're almost always going to get straight down. Well, if I do this, if I you know, if if I live a good life, if I obey God, if I if I'm in obedience with His Word, you know, I'll 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 make it. You know, or or that's in that straight, <laughs> straight not Christianity. It, 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 I mean, <laughs> straight I, I, not, huh? I don't know if that, I, I mean that's straight not proper grammar either. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I kind of got lost for words there. I mean, the whole the whole point behind. The Christian faith, the whole point behind uh, uh, all of it is what Christ came to do and what he did do. And, right. and, yeah. and, and the fact that that's lost, I, and, and I don't bemoan, and it's really easy to kind of look at it as a half glass empty kind of situation where you can kind of bemoan it and, oh, we're, no, you know, no longer are the years of solid, you know, uh, uh, faith in, in the true gospel. I think there, we're in a very wonderful opportunity to be able to wave the flag and go, hey, this is what Christianity is actually all about. And it relieves a lot of societal maybe hang-ups about the Christian faith where, you know, oh, I, the Christian faith is if you, if you, you know, live a righteous life or be a good person and you, and you, you right. and do unto others, follow the golden rule. Right. You know, mm-hmm. but, but if you go to, it's important to do, very that's important. not right. the path to salvation. No. no. And, and it also paints a really bad picture when you tell people that the Christian faith is about you getting better or, or, or that you are better. And then they come to your church and they realize that that's a total lie. Yeah. Or uh, I think, I think you said it best, Zach, when you're like, if, if, 
what if you take away those things? You know, like, you know, do this, you know, tithe this or, 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 or pray like this. And what happens if that stuff's taken away and you, or you don't get it the way that you think that you should or the way that you expect? What, where's your faith then? Right. We, 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 we've turned Christianity into transactionalism. And, I'm not, and I can't remember where I've heard this term, but it teaches that if I, if, if I offer this to God, God will then in return give me this. Or if, if I perform whatever, whatever the law, whatever we make up, and we teach or believe that because we've done this, God is now going to come back and give us whatever, you know, you know, forget about asking his will to be done because we already know his will, right, is to give us what we want because we did the right thing, we did the right transaction. And that's, that. and I hope I'm making sense, that's not the Christian faith, and, and, but we, we teach that and we preach that. And then when, quote unquote, God doesn't come through how you expected him to, you then start questioning, okay, did I pray the right prayer? Uh, did I have the right faith? Did I, did I do the right things? Is there some kind of sin in my life that God's telling me no? It all of a sudden becomes you did something wrong because God didn't come through for you like you wanted like him you to. Like you wanted him to. That, yeah. That's the key yeah. part. I mean, right. God, God, God's will is perfect. I mean, what he's doing, he's doing exactly the thing that needs to happen, but you have your feeble human expectations on how you think things should go or will go, and if they don't, when things don't go your way, where that's that's where your faith comes in and what, how, how you handle that thing. Yeah. I think like sometimes people like take God <clears throat> as like a big giant ATM machine. Right. Mm. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like I need this. There, I there's need this, cer- there are certainly those or, out there that will promise you that. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. And you I know. think like as far as Christianity is concerned, like the, the main thing of Christianity where you hear from all these thousands of different leaders and pastors and stuff like that, it's like, like you said, Zach, you got to do it this way, you got to do it that way, this way, that way, to get this from God. Right. You know? And if you don't get that from God, well, obviously God's not doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong somehow. Like all of a sudden it's back on you that you didn't get the results that you were hoping for. And we've kind of, we've kind of started telling God what his will is. Like we, we used to in the past, and even in scripture, Jesus, you know, before the cross, you know, can this cup pass from me? Right. Pause. Your will be done, not my will, but yours. And now we'll ask for things and pray for things where we're like making a statement. No, this is going to happen because I have the authority to say this is going to happen. And as, and, and what's lost is saying, well, but no, no, not my will, your will it's, be done. It's almost like people want to display a certain amount of confidence. And that's, and that's and, good. That's and, important. And, and so they talk in these, you know, finite statements like, Oh, this is going to happen. You are going to be better today. You are going to. This is going to happen for you. You are going to get that thing that 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 you need or that you want. You know, but is that really salvation? Yeah, it's like uh, you know they want to speak with like if you speak more more bold to the problem or have a boldness to the problem. Right. You know, you're taking authority and you're you're doing it in Jesus' name. And all the more bolder you are, the more you know it's going to happen. You know, but. And, and like you said, um, if if it doesn't happen, it, God's will is going to be God's will. You yeah. know, you ever see? You know, thank the Lord for some unanswered prayers. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But then if if He doesn't do what you're expecting Him to do, I mean, people can lose trust in the Lord with that happening. So you've got to learn to just trust in Him. To whatever absolutely. goes on or happens, it's in His will. Absolutely, we can't like 
I want this to happen and I want that to happen and I want this is going to go, you know, I'm going to be in the name of Jesus. I want this to happen. It's like, exactly. It's kind of like you're, you know, you're, you're asking for things from, for the wrong reasons. Mm. You know what I mean? Just to, just to glorify yourself or make yourself feel better or whatever, you know, and uh, we're not going to be better until we get to heaven to be with him. Right. That's, you know, you're exactly right. Now, and don't take it the wrong way, everybody, oh, no. on, on this, so what I'm saying. I'm just saying that, you know, if we put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, things are, are going to be better because we have our hope and faith in Jesus Christ. Right. It's not, it's not like we're going to be like, oh, hey, um, I'm going to be able to buy that flashy right. new car next right. week because of it, you well, know, and, or anything and, like that. And we know? hope that we're blessed. And, and, well, and, we are blessed. And, and we are blessed. We are. We're very blessed. I mean, but, he blesses us with... He's blessed us with this world to live in. Yeah, right. To but to have the ability with our hands is, and to 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 make and and do things to benefit our families. He's given us that opportunity as humans to do it. He's right. he's blessed us with his son. That's right. And That's and right. It, it's it's where where we're stressing out and being anxious over asking God for something that and we already have something far greater. It's, it's sometimes we miss we miss it. And it's in the interesting thing is, like you were saying, John, we, we we want God to do certain things and then he doesn't do them like, like we would want him to. But the funny thing is, is God all throughout Scripture has a pattern in a history of doing the exact opposite thing that we would do. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, his ways are not our ways. You know, we, we you know, the disciples thought that Jesus was going to ride into town and set everything right, set up a kingdom on right. earth, and that's going to be it. And, oh, no, he's on a cross. You know, like, that's yeah. not plan so, A. Yeah, you so, know? so how did they react when they saw that? They, they, well, they scattered. They yeah. left. <laughs> they were, yeah. I, I think there was one, I think John... I think the yeah. I think the uh, the disciple John I think I believe Scripture says that he was there at the cross, but everyone else was like they run you know, for their lives. Bye mm-hmm. bye. You know, right. weren't you with the, the Nazarite? No, yeah. uh, never heard of him. Right. You know, it was uh, you got the wrong guy. Well, uh, when you say that, like about Peter when he did that, can you just imagine how he felt? Oh, it was, must right. have been awful. You know. And then to not do it just once, but three times in the same night. Like, I'm sure after the first time, he was like, well, I'll never do that again. I Yes, I was weak, but I will never, ever deny yeah. Christ again. Like, two more than as soon as he's cornered, you know. And you know what's awesome? You know what's yeah. so awesome? Yeah. And this kind of gives me chills. Fast forward all through that. Yes, that was awful. I can't imagine. I have been Peter. We've all been Peter, oh. and, 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 and I I'd put Peter to shame. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and look what look what Jesus does. Fast forward a few you know weeks later, Jesus is risen from the dead. Him and Peter on the beach, and Jesus says, "You know, Peter, do you love me?" It's like, of course, Lord, of course I love you. Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord. You know, you know I love you. Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord. You know, you know, you know I love you feed my sheep. And in those moments, it was, it was almost kind of like Jesus' personal little interaction with Peter, letting him know, hey, three times you denied me, three times you're mine. Yeah. I'm here. You know, it, it, I, I'm not putting you in a corner. I'm not punishing you. I'm not disciplining you. I died for you. You know, right. the, the, you're, you, where, where you are faithless, I am faithful, Jesus is saying here in and, that moment. And, there, and there's the answer to what does it mean to be a Christian? It means that Christ took on your immeasurable sin. I mean, the, the depths of 
our individual sin is just, it's more than we can fathom. And he did that for every person that's ever lived, every person that's living, and every person that ever will live. So you, I mean, you count up those billions upon billions of people that have existed through history who all have an immeasurable amount of sin. He took that huge ball of sin that we can't even begin to wrap our heads around and took it all upon himself. He didn't have to do it. He, he wanted to do it. We definitely didn't deserve it. Right. And, yeah. and, and we've done nothing to deserve it. And he took it all. And now we've got this gift that's completely without strings or, or condition, which is, you know, it's given to us. And we just have to accept it. It's right. all, it's all a gift to, to go so, to, to go I mean, to hell. You literally have to walk right. over God's dead body. I mean, if someone wanted to hand, hand you a hundred thousand dollars in cash and all you had to do was stick your hand out to take it, how easy would that be to do? I mean, you, you, you wouldn't have to think about it. your hand would be out to take it before you even thought about, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. 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 I mean, so, so it's, it's that kind of, that kind of gift where it's just like, it's just this amazing thing. And it's the easiest thing in the world. You don't have to do a thing for it. You know, it's there. It, just got to accept and, it. Right. Yeah. It, it, to go even one better, it's like if you were dead and someone went to your hands, <laughs> opened up your hands and put all that cold, hard catch <laughs> in right. your hands and then closed your hands around it and you woke up alive. It's, you know, if to reject, to reject Christ, you're literally taking his gift that you already have, that you already have possessed right. and throwing it's, it away. It's already there. Right. So yeah. Right. Just got to accept it, boys. Yeah. That's right. Man, that's good. I know. That is good, and it's and it is good news. And and on that, I think we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this episode of the Liberty Tree. And we want to definitely thank everybody for for joining us again um, after our little hiatus. Um, hopefully, we'll start having some episodes, you know, uh, come out with with more regularity. But on um, the regular, that's right. We hope so. But <laughs> but um, but we will be back soon with another episode of the Liberty Tree broadcast. Thanks for listening. If you ever have any questions uh, for us on the podcast here, feel free to send us an email at thelibertytreepodcast at gmail.com. We'll be happy to answer any questions you have, or if there is a topic or something that you want us to discuss on the podcast, feel free to let us know. You can find us on Facebook, The Liberty Tree Podcast. If you're on Twitter, our Twitter handle is at LibertyTreeCast. And also, we are on the church website, there's an icon on the website that's a picture of our logo. Just click on that. And to get to that website, it's familylifechurchswanee.com. Look forward to hearing from you. Thanks so much. More to come later. One evening as the sun went down and the jungle fire was burning, down the track came a hobo hiking. And he said, boys, I'm not turning. I'm headed for a land that's far away beside the crystal fountains. So come with me, we'll go. This was the Liberty Tree, podcasting from Family Life Church in Swanee, Georgia.